Hi, and welcome to the Black and White Podcast, where we speak radical grace, raw truth, and real hope in a gray world. I'm your host, Denise Pass, with my amazing co-host, Micah Maddox, and we are excited to have you with us this month as we continue focusing on real womanhood. Next week, we'll be finishing up the second part of the interview with Liz Curtis Higgs, because today we want to take a few minutes to honor mamas, moms who got enabled to give birth to children, moms who adopted, moms of foster care, aspiring moms, single moms, moms who suffered loss, stepmoms, and spiritual moms. All these moms have a common thread of sacrifice and nurturing. Our scripture for this episode is 2 Timothy 1.5. I'm reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. You know, Micah, the biggest thing for me as a mom was that I wanted to pass my faith on to my children. Not religion, not legalism, but true faith and a relationship with our God. And this is something that they ultimately, you know, have to choose. I cannot choose it for them, but I can lay the foundation for faith in my home and seek to cultivate faith in my home. But this desire to reach my children with the gospel is made difficult with all the expectations we feel as a mom and what motherhood really looks like. How about you, Micah? Did motherhood look like what you thought it would? Absolutely not. (laughs) You know, and as you talk about wanting to pass your faith on, for me, when I first became a mom, that wasn't in the forefront of my mind. Mm -hmm. You know, of course, now as I've grown as a mother, that is a huge part of my life. But when I first became a mom, it was all about just that positive pregnancy test, right? (laughs) Just wanted to get that positive Mm -hmm. test. And then from there, when they first laid that baby on my chest and Mm -hmm. I felt that baby breathing on me, the responsibility was overwhelming, right? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, no longer was this just a fun, cute maternity clothes and little pink bows, (laughs) but now there's a real life here that I'm responsible for. And very quickly... I realized that there's no manual, Mm -hmm. there's no formula for this baby that I can just follow. Now there was formula, but you know what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way that I can just do A and B and get C. Now I have a responsibility to train this child, to raise this child, to feed this child so it can grow. And I put some unrealistic expectations on myself. Mm. What about you? Did you... (laughs) Was motherhood everything you expected? or? Well, my introduction to motherhood, kind of like you said, I mean, it was this overwhelming sense of, Lord, you're entrusting this life to me. But the introduction was, you know, I had toxemia, and it was an emergency delivery colic for eight months. She wouldn't eat or nurse, bottle anything for the first month of her life. I had to drop, (laughs) feed her with a dropper. I'm like, okay, this is not what I was expecting. (laughs) Right. But, you know, God just taught me so much in that. And I definitely felt desperate. You know, and when I think about today's episode, we're calling it expectations as a mom, the good, bad, and the ugly. It makes me think of, you know, Clint Eastwood, you know, who starred in the film by that name. Being a mom is hard. Yeah. And, you know, we try to be soft and nurturing, but we have to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> it's True. not for wimps. Early pictures of me as mamahood, I mean, I could have been like the poster child for least prepared. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, I think that I got really wrapped up in what other people thought of me mm-hmm. as a mom mm-hmm. from the day from day one. You know, I'm in the hospital, literally feeling like my insides are going to fall out. <laughs> I have a baby who the nursing thing was like so painful. I was not even prepared for. <laughs> and then I want a picture to post on social media of me and I had to get my makeup on and I'm literally having to have the nurse help me walk to the bathroom yes. because I still couldn't feel my legs from the <laughs> epidural, right? And I mean, I felt like I needed to be up and walking and have a girdle on so that my belly didn't show oh, and yes. makeup and hair and all of mm-hmm. these things and my baby smiling but really you know her face was you know red and the hair and the flaky scalp all of those things that mm-hmm. is reality i had a hard time embracing realistic expectations for myself and i was really worried about what other people how other people perceived me as a mother wow that really you're hitting on something that i think every woman feels and you know really what you just said life is messy and we want to make it look pretty (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i always have to say that honestly when i would see these women give birth and show up in church the next sunday i'm like what in the world (laughs) Oh, yeah, I was there, like, (laughs) wobbling in with a smile on my face, (laughs) leaking from the top and the bottom, right? (laughs) Okay, okay, you know, we don't even want to get started on some of these stories, but, yeah, I mean, I I honestly had an incident happen when I was walking in the grocery store, and a man came up to me and said, your milk is leaking. (gasps) Oh, my goodness. I was mortified, and I put my hands across my chest, and he was talking about the jug of milk. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, like I said, least prepared, but that's okay. And I definitely felt the perceptions, too, and the whole delivery process, way more painful, but... Being a mom of all the different stages of life now that I've been through, I now have adult children. Every stage had its expectations and times where, oh, I should have the perfect children sitting in church. Well, the reality was we sat in the back of the church when they started, you know, disobeying. It was, let's haul them out of church and deal with this and come. I mean, it was you know, it's all hands on deck. I mean, right. it is challenging. But what we want to do in this episode is we do want to laugh with you about our expectations and maybe let go of some of those, you know, that we put on ourselves or we think others do. But we also want to honor every mom in this episode and discuss the expectations of every type of mom and how God can meet us at that place of expectation. Yeah, you know, motherhood comes in a lot of different forms. Sometimes we have one a one-track idea of what it's like because that's our experience. Mm-hmm. But what I'm learning, the more and more I meet women, there are so many different stages and types of motherhood. So, of course, the obvious one is a biological mother. And with that comes the expectations of raising a kid. And, you know, we we talked to Lynn Cowell a few weeks ago, and I love what she said. It has rung true in my mind over and over again is, you know, there's no formula to follow. Mm. We can read the formula books, and we can do our best to raise children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. But when it comes down to it, that child has... Has a free will. Yes. Definitely. You know, and I think just even if we talk about moms of biological children, the the whole aftermath of emotions and pain and fatigue of the early motherhood is quickly replaced with (laughs) 
you know, crying and screaming toddlers and that expectation of your children should be perfectly obedient and, and the discipline issues. And that's for all moms in some respects. But, right. you know, it's just far beyond what I thought it would be like. Because I thought, hey, I'm a loving mom. I'm going to put the big rocks in first. We're going to seek the Lord together. We're going to read books together. But at the end of the day, you know, there's still these expectations I had that didn't come true, you know? And I had to be okay with that. Yeah. I did not expect postpartum depression. Yes. So that hit me so hard. Mm -hmm. And it was hard to um, express or admit that that's what I was dealing with. Because where I was in my life and the people in my life that I had at that time didn't talk about it. Mm. So I didn't, I was uneducated. And so there I was with my newborn baby wanting to feel the joy of motherhood. And I did love my baby Mm -hmm. and I was excited that she was finally here, but the tears and the feelings of sadness and all the mixed emotions that your body goes flip-flop after nine months, baby's in, baby's out, and now all yeah. of a sudden <laughs> I'm supposed to be you know, normal Happy. again, right? <laughs> um, it just didn't happen that way, and it was shocking to me. So that expectation was totally unmet of the perfect birth experience, right? Totally not at all what I expected as far as the biological motherhood piece. Yeah, I definitely encountered some of that myself. And I had a dear friend who I wrote a song for called Just Fine because she literally went through a severe uh, postpartum depression to the point where she was hospitalized Mm. in a mental hospital. And I remember thinking, how can that happen to a person? But it just puts a lot on your body. So yeah, it is, you know, just honor you moms who've given birth and all that you've gone through. You know, any expectation you've had, the biggest expectation that we can hope for is that we have been faithful to love our children yeah. and raise them in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Now, what about children not born in our home? Now, Micah, I know this is foster care month, and so you can talk to this a little bit. Yeah, so we went on a journey about two years ago of really feeling like we were going to adopt a child. And as we took steps of obedience toward that, the Lord redirected our steps into foster care. And so for the last year, we have been foster parents, and that's a whole new um, set of expectations. It's Mm. a whole new life. And rather than carrying a child in your womb for several months and then, you know, having this expectation of a child being born and they look like you and they have your traits and your personality, um, this is totally different. Yes. (laughs) Um, Mm. So foster care, the way it works is you go through the training and you do all the paperwork and you do everything that you're supposed to do. And then I kind of felt like we were expecting, right? We were expecting a child. We were expecting to be called and asked if we could care for a child. But even that didn't work out the way I expected it. Mm -hmm. We got an unexpected phone call in the middle of the night and were asked if we could take several children into our home. And we we just weren't capable to do oh that. Goodness. So we had to say, you know, I'm sorry, we're just not capable to take, you know, a lot of kids. And we already have three in our home and um, that we just don't feel like that's what God has called us to. So ultimately, we end up ended up taking one child into our home and um, he doesn't look like us and he doesn't act like <laughs> us. <laughs> and he's very different than we are. But God has opened our eyes and uh, given us grace and a new set of patience and love 
for a child that's not our biological child. But I will say this, we love him as if he were, right? Mm -hmm. And although the expectations are so different, you know, when you have a child from birth, you pour into them and you nurture them and you meet their needs. And so by by two and a half, there's a bond, right? right? But by the age that our foster child is now, with a foster child, we are making up for lost time, mm-hmm. right? And so we didn't have those two-year foundation that I had with my other children. So the attachment that I have with my other kids, it's different with our foster child. And sometimes people, you know, look into foster care and they say, oh, I can never do that because I would get too attached. And I'm like, you would be perfect if you would get attached yes. <laughs> because children need that mm. attachment. They need that bond. They need to know that someone is going to be there and show up and come back again and again and meet their needs. So there's so many things that we could talk about about foster care. But the main thing I want our listeners to hear today is if you thought about it or if God has prompted your heart about it, you can do it. God yes. will give you exactly what you need. It's not an easy road, but it's worth it. Mm. Well, you know, uh, just listening to you, I'm going to address moms who have adopted. Uh, There's obviously a similarity there. And when you were sharing about the bonding, that was very hard for me because I tried so hard in everything from, and we adopted my youngest uh, when he was two. And that was an international adoption, right? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Very stressful. And expectations definitely uh, did not necessarily come forth like I thought they would. But the whole process of trying to bond with him, you know, I would do things like they had sippy cups that had a a nipple that was like if you were nursing him and I would rock him and just try to, you know, you're just trying to make up for lost time. And he had to have surgeries um, Mm. when we first adopted him. And I just remember thinking, okay, this will help us bond. But all of his misbehavior, just to be honest, my uh, biological children misbehaved too. But it was really very, I almost took it personally. I'm just going to be raw and honest here, y'all. I at times felt hurt that he wasn't bonding with me or hurt that he would perpetually take things from the other children and hide them in his room. And I I realized that I shouldn't be taking those things personally. What, what was my expectation? You know, and I should have had a, an expectation more in reality. This child's been through a lot. And so he may do some things that are different. And so God has just used, we are so blessed, you know, to have him. And here it is, you know, goodness, 12 years later. Wow. (laughs) But, you know, to moms who've adopted, God bless you. And moms Mm -hmm. of foster children too. um, It is not easy. But know this, you know, your labor is not in vain. Yeah, it's so true. You know, we also want to honor stepmoms. You know, the mom who steps in and steps up. For a child who's not their biological child, this is a really hard role to fill. You know, I'm not speaking from experience, but I am (laughs) speaking from having friends who have done and filled this role or who have dealt with other people in their lives who they may have had a divorce situation and then there's a stepmom who is on the other side, right? Mm -hmm. And so this can be a really complicated topic to talk about. But what we want to do today is just honor those who have stepped in and stepped up. The stepmoms really have a huge huge role to fill. And sometimes, you know, it doesn't look good. You know, blending a family can be really tough, but Mm -hmm. we want to honor you and recognize you with all of the mothers today. 
Yes, I, I will say, ha- having experience being a stepmom, that if I can just encourage you to keep doing the right thing, even if you don't experience that love, that expectation that, oh, if I do these things, I'll get this. That's not why we do what we do. We do it out of obedience to God, and we trust the Lord with those relationships. Um, single moms, um, wow, I've walked through that as well. Um, that is a very daunting thing because at times your children look to you, and you've got to suddenly be mom and dad, and you've got to somehow hold yourself together. You know, we just want to honor you for all that you do. Yeah, you know, there's something special about a single mom. So Mm -hmm. I walked through a season with my own mother as she Mm -hmm. had my brother and I alone, you know. And I remember the nights of sleeping. I'm on one side, my brother's on the other side, and mom's in the middle, all in the same bed. And because that was the only bed we had, right? Right. And I remember my mom wrapping her arms around us and praying for us and leading us. And, you know, a lot of adults will look back at their childhood and have have childhood trauma and have Mm. issues because of a broken family and a broken home. But I look back at those times when my mom was alone, and I see the strength that she showed. And I really just want to encourage anyone listening that is a single mom, rise up, put your arms around those babies and pray because they will remember. And you can pass on a godly legacy even in the absence of yes. the father in the home. So we want to honor you today, single moms. You know, Micah, I also want to talk to moms who experienced loss. They had expectations but lost a child. I've been there. Mm. The hole in our heart aches for God to fill it. When the advertisements come in the mail about baby products because companies did not get the memo about our loss, we have to take our grief afresh to the Lord again. I told the Lord I never wanted to have a miscarriage, kind of made a deal with him. I did not think his grace could help me through such loss, but God surprised me by meeting me in such a powerful way when I lost one of my children. There, as I bowed down and wept after a traumatic miscarriage where I saw my baby's heartbeat slow down on the monitor, I needed to hear from God and opened my Bible to Psalm 119, 67 through 72 and I never felt more loved. It says in verse 67, Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I obey your word. You are good, and what you do is good. Teach me your decrees. God was going to use this pain, this deep sorrow, for good in my life, even though it did not make sense, because He is good. I might not have understood in that moment why I had to lose my precious baby and feel shame that several friends had the same due date that I no longer had. It was not good to suffer such loss, but my good God would heal me and use it for good somehow. So for all the moms with all of our expectations that came to fruition and ones that did not, Psalm 39 verse 7 is such a sweet reminder. And now, Lord, what do I wait for and expect? My hope and expectation are in you. So moms, when our expectation is in God, we will not be disappointed. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. The raw truth is that being a mom won't look like we expect it to, but like Lois and Eunice, God has called us to pass our faith to the children He's given because they're His. The radical grace is that in the hardest moments of motherhood, 
We can trust God to give us the patience and wisdom we need. And the real hope is that the God who called us will enable and equip us. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth.